0: Hey everyone, my name is Sean Pitcher and this is episode number one of your Roots Podcast. Um, Before I bring on any type of guests, um, the first thing I wanted to do is to, one, give you a little bit of background about myself, where I come from, what I currently do as a sports dietitian, um, and then also give you some insight behind why am I creating a podcast? You know, there's thousands of podcasts that are currently out there right now uh, so what is going to be different in my podcast, what's it going to offer um, to you guys as the audience, or what is it going to also offer my profession or just looking at the profession of athletic performance and development or high performance, depending on what your specific model is that you run. So the concept behind Roots, um, one of the big things I really want to try to do is, is kind of to, to break down the barriers um, in performance departments. Um, In a lot of areas, you know, we have a lot of siloing uh, where it's very challenging in some cases in some athletic departments to have the ability to collaborate, have interdisciplinary uh, relationships with the staff that you're working with and be able to conjunctively work together to provide the best possible service to the athlete. Because at the end of the day, no matter what athletic performance department that you're a part of, again, we are there to help and to serve the athlete, whether that's... um, you know doing it by ourselves in some cases but that obviously the goal would be to try to work with everybody as a team to give the athlete the best possible experience help change behaviors and then help them develop um, critical skills that don't only help them while they're an athlete but help them on the next stage or level um, that they get to or also help them beyond that point with their own families um, that they have as they kind of get to that point as well Other things I want to try to look at too as well is, you know, besides how we support the athlete is, you know, what's really the background behind every single person? You know, a lot of times we go on these podcasts, you know, we just hear the laundry list of, you know, I've been to 12 different places, but I really want to try to get again down to the roots of the individuals that are on this podcast. Where are they from? Who are they? Um, what makes them who they are? What what motivates them to come to work to every day to give back to the athletes? So trying to dig a little bit deeper um, into the individual and then what has what brought them to that point. And then also giving us an explanation of what does their position do? How does that impact their department? How does that impact the overall team or teams that they're working with? Um, that allows them to provide a better product to the athlete and provide um, the necessary needs that they're going to have to for sports play. Um, again, I have a very holistic approach, which is why I'm also trying to bring all these different professionals together. Um, I think a lot of times when we see the podcast, you know, sometimes it's kind of like a niche where we're just kind of getting it's just a nutrition podcast, or it's just a strength podcast, or it's just the athletic training podcast. I would, I would like to make this podcast, again, an overarching one where we're getting all the different disciplines on here. Strength, nutrition, leadership, athletic training, sports science, data analytics, um, physical therapists, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to have to play off one another to be able to help the athlete at the end of the day. Um, some other things, again, a little bit of background about myself Um, So just to kind of, again, what I want to do also with our guests is is to be real, you know, give some real life insight to who you are. Um, And the reason that I say that is, you know, I've been very fortunate to have a variety of different mentors in my life um, from all the different places that I've been to. Um, And every single place, whether it's I've learned one or two things or whether it's I've learned a hundred different things, um, everyone that I've had the chance to be able to met has, has made some kind of impact on my life and to have the opportunity to be able to share that information with you guys um, may not only help you in your situation give you insight on the challenges the obstacles that may be coming up if you're very young in your profession um, but you know the more information we could provide to give out there to all the different types of interdisciplinary staff or, or teams, again, the better that we're making everybody and not just trying to hide secrets, you know, there's really no secrets at the end of the day, because information and things that I teach or that I use, I could give all this, the knowledge and stuff away to some other dietitian. But that doesn't ultimately mean they're going to be able to give the same level of information in the way that I display it to an athlete. And then that athlete understands it, right? So there's no real secrets. Um, I think the more that we can share, the more that we can help, and the more that we can kind of drive and and put these athletes in better positions uh, from a long term perspective. But so I come from a really small town. Um, it's called Endicott, New York. We joke sometimes it's called Emptycot. Um, we used to have very large organizations in our town. Um, one was IBM, Lockheed Martin is still there. They're very in, they're, st- they're not anywhere as big as they used to be. Um, so we used to have these very big businesses there that have essentially moved out, and the only thing that's kind of left um, is Binghamton University, which is you know, a very large and prestigious university in the area. And that's kind of helped to re-prosper our, um, our area a little bit, again, to try to kind of build it back up. Um, you know, shout out to the 607, that's our area code. Uh, I went to Union Etika High School. I played football from seven years old. All the way up to two years in college. Unfortunately, I had to stop playing collegiate football um, due to several concussions. Kind of got to the point where obviously education was going to be um, extremely critical and allowing me to take the next steps in my, my career, my role. Um, I come from a very poor background. Uh, my parents were divorced. Both my parents um, dealt with health issues or medical issues. Um, again, not saying these things to make anyone feel bad for me. Um, I think the thing that I took from that, you know, there was times where we were on food stamps. There was times where, you know, we had to go to three, four, five food banks, you know, a month. Because we only had the ability to um, spend, my mom could only spend 50 $60 a week. And then when it was me, my brother, and her in a house, and you only have $50 a week to feed three people, um, that becomes very challenging <laughs> and when you're feeding two boys that are growing up and anyone who has boys um, in the house or anyone that has a husband in the house that eats a lot of food um, you could probably relate $50 is maybe just going to cover him and probably not even cover that one individual or that one son in general um, which could be a huge challenge there but again I don't say this to, to make you feel bad I say this to try to you know relate to others out there who, grew, who were who grew up or who may be currently growing up or this could be even an athlete right now that's growing up in these situations where you know it's there's gonna be times where there's people that are struggling and you got to find ways to be able to try to get out of that situation. Um, I could have fell into my environment in my town and just kind of be, became a Joe Schmo and and stayed in my town for the rest of my life but watching the struggle that my parents went through, being in a very, you know, poor household, poor environment, you know, just trying to pay the bills, just trying to put food on the table. Um, you know, that was something my brother and I did not want to, you know, they, we didn't want that to be us. We wanted to to succeed that, be better than that, educate ourselves, um, you know, have environments and houses and cars and things and, and, and hopefully be in a position w- one day where me and him where we don't have to worry about money all the time we're not stressing about money all the time and that's kind of things that you know my family or my, my parents dealt with you know that we were trying to we're currently still trying to avoid from that happening right now um, you know my brother and I are, are two people besides my one cousin um, that were one of the first to go to college in our family so. You know, when we got when we got to that point where we're looking at colleges, it's just like, well, I don't know, really you know, what to do. I don't know where to apply. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to apply to colleges because you know we didn't really have anyone to give us guidance. So, if you just kind of look at it, encompassing, you know, I went through a lot of things where I had to figure out stuff myself. I went through a lot of challenges and obstacles that I had to figure out myself. And I think at the end of the day that kind of helped me be me a more self self-sufficient individual, learn how to do things on my own, ask for help, communicate. Um, And I think that's something at times athletes or people in general just really struggle with or or don't have those skills because, and it's not their fault. They just weren't exposed to them um, depending on what their environment was. And I was very fortunate that I was exposed to those. Um, Even though my parents both went through, you know, a lot of challenging times with their medical concerns. And and my mother still does go through challenging times with her medical concerns. Um, I will definitely say this, they put us both at the forefront when it came to making sure school was a priority, getting your work done, um, making sure that we had a house over our head, and then making sure that we were fed. Um, And that's why still to this day, you know, I don't ask for a lot of extra stuff. I don't really care about a lot of fancy things, fancy cars, fancy houses, fancy jewelry. Um, a lot of that stuff really doesn't appeal to me because one, I didn't have it growing up and, and two, I don't really see myself putting money into some of those things because I don't value as much as, as experiences. I'd rather invest money in experiences. I'd rather, you know, meet people, go new places, see new things. Um, eat different foods. Again, being a dietitian, a huge food guy there. Um, So yeah, that's just a little bit of, you know, information about myself. Um, But growing up in that environment allowed me, you know, to be really self motivated, really drove me to try to get out of that situation. And, And I'm sure a lot of people on this that are listening to this can relate to that, depending on your situation. If you're from a really hard or poor background, right? Like, Most people, if I ask them, like, do you want to stay in that situation? Like, they probably say, no, I don't want to stay in this situation. It's miserable. It's depressing. You know, it's not something that I want to deal with for a long period of time. So it's either you get sucked in or you make the steps to get out of it and do something different. Um, So that way you don't run down that same path. Um, And a lot of our athletes struggle with that as well. And and there's some environments where some... Sports are the only thing that allow them to get out of that environment. And if they didn't have sports or they didn't have certain places in that area that were, were fallbacks for them, then they just get sucked into what the, the typical thing is that we have, they have to do. So kind of going back to you know the journey that I've been on, um, I went to undergrad at SUNY Buffalo State College. Um, I had a great mentor there. Her name is uh, Dr. Carol Donation. And, you know, sports nutrition at the time, you know, was just kind of starting out, right? This is back in 2010. There wasn't a ton of internships or fellowships or lots of positions that were open up. Um, you know, again, when I first came into college, I knew I wanted to do something with nutrition. Um, um, just because the story behind that is. When I was growing up, I was a very overweight kid. Uh, I actually have a story where I went to a physician and he did blood work on me and he told me, you know, if you continue to eat the way that you do and you continue to have the sedentary lifestyle that you do, you're going to be in a position where you're probably going to end back up in the hospital at some point in time. Was it right for that doctor to say that to me? Who knows, right? But it got me to flip the switch in my mind. To change the direction that I was going to go to with with my physical activity and then also my health, so that way I was taking more ownership of that and I was putting myself in a position where I was going to start taking care of myself. Um, because and I've, and I've learned this from a lot of staff that I worked with at one of my organizations. But if you can't lead yourself, if you can't take care of yourself, then as a practitioner, you know it's going to be challenging to educate and try to have someone else do those same things or it's also going to be very challenging for you to do your job if you aren't physically and mentally in the right position also to be able to do that too um so when also when i went to high school i know I'm kind of backpedaling a little bit here back and forth but uh i had another mentor um miss Rathvon, who I, I still talk to this day very fortunate in high school we had um, cooking classes, nutrition classes, home met classes. You know things that are, are lost a lot right now in, in education systems, or, or kind of pushed to the wayside. You know maybe not as seen as is important, but you know I feel cooking is you know eating, sleeping, and hydrating. Everybody spends probably 10 to 15 minutes at any given day doing those three things. And if you don't hydrate well, if you don't get enough sleep. And if you're missing meals or you're not eating, I can guarantee every single person that's listening to this right now is going to feel some type of negative side effect with that. Tired, exhausted, right? Or probably the big ones: energy levels. If we're looking at an athlete, they're probably not going to perform well. Your risk for injury and illness is going to be higher. You know, so took a lot of her classes, um, learned a lot, and I was kind of all over the place with essentially what I was going to do kind of with my path I didn't know if you know I was thinking about physical therapy I was thinking about going to school for being a chef or a cook um, and then you know fortunately her daughter was a dietitian in Boston she's like yep this is a thing you can do nutrition um, you know I'm sure there is athletes out there that are also going to need help with their nutrition so I was like okay like awesome So what I ended up doing is, you know, leading back to here, Buffalo State, like I was talking about earlier, I worked with my counselor and kind of narrowed down, you know, what are the places that have football, so I can still try to go play collegiately after high school, and then what also offers a nutrition, um, what has a nutrition degree, nutrition department, or dietetics department. Um, So I brought... It came down to Oniana. Oniana didn't have any football. Buffalo State had football, and it had a dietetics and nutrition option, um, and then also they had an option within their program where you can take your coordinated um, your coordinated path, which allows you to take your hours, so you can take your registration exam, which was a much better option because that allowed me to take all my classes and all my clinical hours in Buffalo without having to. Do the didactic program, which means you may have to travel elsewhere to get those clinical hours in to be able to take your exam. So, coming back to now, you know, Buffalo State, um, I played, like I said, I had, had several concussions um, when I was playing football. I was a D3 school. You know, the coach literally came to me and said, You know, if you were my son, I'd probably tell you to stop right now. Like, it's really not worth you continuing to get more concussions because you got a long road ahead of you uh, when it comes to your education. And that's going to be really important because that's what's going to give you a career. That's what's going to give you an income. And that's what's going to help you support your family. Um, so anyone who is an athlete or a former athlete on here can definitely relate with this. But when when sports end, it's like there's this huge void or this huge amount of time that you were spending towards that specific thing is now just gone, pulled away, right? left. Film, practice, competition, right? All the friends and all the relationships you met, you had on that team, right? Those first four things that could be two to five hours of your day, right? Friends in sports, probably that's who you're hanging out with a lot of the time, right? Now that's all just taken away from you, and when that's all taken away from you, it's it can be a very challenging transition to figure out how to. Fill that void and fill that time to still be productive and still invest into something else that's going to help kind of improve you to be better, to keep advancing as you're kind of going forward. So I got very lucky. Um, We had just hired a new strength and conditioning coach at the time. Um, His name is Nate Young at uh, Buffalo State. He's still there. And um, that time where I didn't really know what to do with myself besides invest in and put time in school, um, I was able to start a strength and conditioning internship with him. Um, and that's kind of where I got my first experience in, you know, collegiate strength and conditioning, like what is strength and conditioning, like I, I started lifting with my father when I was 12 years old, but I had no clue what I was doing. I was just doing all the exercises that he told me to do or like, hey, it's Monday, it's chest day. So I'm going to do the 10 exercises that you showed me and I'm going to do all of those today, or it's Tuesday, and I'm going to do all the leg exercises that you showed me. Um, so, he was kind of a good cornerstone to kind of get me to start seeing how to work with a different department, which was strength and conditioning. What is their lingo, their language? How do they talk? How do they present themselves with coaches and communicate with them? How do you coach an athlete? Because, um, as we all know, coaching, educating, working with the athlete. There is no one size fit all. Every single athlete is going to be a little bit different, and you got to have different approaches when you're specifically working with them. Um, so that experience, you know, allowed me to kind of almost have, which I ended up building into, is having a dual background in strength conditioning and nutrition, um, which which I find is very valuable. You know, whether it's you know your main thing is nutrition and you also have a background or certifications or degree in strength and conditioning, or if it's business or sports psychology, um, you know that was one of the best pieces of advice that I had gotten from my mentor, Doctor's Nation and and Nate was, you know you've learned everything you need to learn here, in your undergrad, and it doesn't make sense to go just get another nutrition degree for your master's, you know they said go get it in something that's going to complement what you do in nutrition. Um, So before I get to that point, though, um, with with Nate, you know, the other thing too, again, being that kind of first generation coming into college, um, I didn't really know anything about master's degrees or PhDs or the fact that somebody can is going to pay for your school. Like if you go and give time and be a graduate assistant, Someone's going to give you money to be a grad and they're also going to pay for your school. And I thought that was like the craziest thing. Someone's going to pay for me to help them out, you know. Um, So he really helped me out a lot um, to give me all the different sites and connect with all those different sites to allow me to apply for all these opportunities that were available in strength and conditioning. Um, Again, at the time, sports nutrition was pretty glam. There wasn't a lot of opportunities out there that I was able to apply for. or I didn't know about opportunities at the time that were available. Um, like Gatorade, you know, the Gatorade SNP program. I didn't know anything about the CPS or anything at the time. So I was like, well, if, if there's nothing, I'm getting close to being a senior, close to graduating. You know, I don't have experience. You know, like we hear all the time, you don't have enough experience. You can't apply for this job or you apply for the job and you, oh, you don't have two, three years of experience. Sorry. Go get some more experience and maybe you can apply next time so so luckily strength and conditioning kind of saved me because that that allowed me to keep rolling on as i'm going forward and didn't get stuck in just get stuck in buffalo <clears throat> so when i got to that point where you know I, I graduated from buffalo state in in 2015 um you know an intern t- a strength and conditioning internship popped up at university of buffalo so greg prasinski um Who's, who's now Iowa State gave me a chance to intern with them for football um, for that summer, and again had a great experience with them. You know, worked with five other interns. You know, a, a couple of them I, again, I still talk to this day. This is where this trust relationship, these bonds that you build, are kind of along your path occur. And uh, I was kind of freaking out. You know, Nate had given me all these sites. I applied for all these internships. You know, I I didn't really care someone hire me, right? I'll, I'll drive all the way to California. I don't really care. As long as you give me an opportunity, like I'm going to put 120% into it and and make you want to keep me or make you want to say something good about me so that I get another position elsewhere. So, you know, I'm getting to the very end of this internship at university of Buffalo. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, I don't know where I'm going to go next. Um, you know, nothing's popping up. I'm not getting any emails or calls back. Um, you know, probably two, three weeks before those internships about the end, um, I got a call from uh, Matt Nelson at Pittsburgh State and they had just built a brand new weight room, a brand new, a brand new indoor track and field with, with turf. Um, and I was going to be essentially his second graduate assistant that he was going to hire. And it was, it was a dual role in strength and conditioning uh, was the main role, um, which I worked with several sports there. Um, But then the secondary role was, you know, they had a small fueling station that they collaborated with their hospital and I had the opportunity to be able to run that, to budget it, you know, kind of, kind of get my first insights into what it took to run a small nutrition program at a division two school, which division two at the time in 2015, 2016, you know, not many division twos or have anyone that can even help. Or do nutrition, or have a fueling station, if you want to look at that. Um, so I was there for um, a year and a half. Got the opportunity to do that, um, and I took some classes in the summer. And my advisor said, "Hey, you know, you could finish this degree up fairly quickly. You know, if if you want to start looking for positions, you can do that." You know, if you take these classes in the summer, and then you take your final classes because all my, my in-person classes I completed in that first year, you could finish the rest online, do your comprehensive exam, and then you're good to go. So I was like, awesome, great. So I got through that whole first year, got to the summer, um, you know, it was a pretty laid back summer. So I got the opportunity to visit a lot of colleges that were in that Missouri area or surrounding states. Um, I ended up visiting University of Missouri and, you know, the, the director was surprised that I drove, you know, three hours to come and shadow him for a day that he emailed me back the next day and said, hey, I would love to have you come for the summer to be a sports nutrition intern, um, you know, if it allows or if you're able to. So talked to my boss, said, yeah, you're good. You just have to be back by this date. This is when, you know, football starts. And we're gonna have to start training them. So I was like, awesome, great. So went down there for two or three months. You know, kind of got that Division One experience. Got the next level of kind of education and what it takes to fuel athletes. You know, at a SEC school and what goes into that. Um, again, at that same time, I was doing a class, applying for more jobs. Um, you know, to kind of again get my first full time job, my first full time salary and pay. Um, I ended up landing a position at uh, Nationwide Children's Hospital, um, which if it's not number one or number two in the country now, I mean, at the time, it was top five in the country. Uh, So I was, again, another first hire um, for their sports medicine department in strength and conditioning um, underneath the boss for strength and conditioning that was there, Jeff Sides. Um, And that was kind of my first experience to then, again, a different group or population of athletes and in this case, this was was high school athletes. Um, and anyone who's worked with a high school athlete before um, definitely knows the challenges that comes with working with those types of age groups. So we were, you know, contracted to three different high schools in the area. We provided sports performance services. I had my own school. My boss had his own school, and then we split up uh, another school as well. And then I know now they've they've progressed to multiple schools in that area and. That was awesome to see, and I'm seeing a lot more sports medicine departments pop up that are in collaboration with hospitals, uh, which is great because we're we're getting more athletic trainers, and we're also getting more strength and conditioning coaches at the high school level um, to put a lot of these athletes in a lot better position to prepare them um, for the rigors of sports play or giving them proper training, teaching them proper techniques, the proper form so then when they're getting to college right they're in a lot better position compared to you know a lot of these situations which it's not the high school's fault it's, it's you know it's typically down to the coach that has to bring them to the weight room and realistically right not every coach knows how to train an athlete that they need to be trained they just basically trained them probably how they were trained in college or how they were trained at their high school which at the end of the day may not be optimal, but again, it's, it's all they know and it's all they have and that's all they can do. So the fact that we're having more of these resources now start getting allocated to the high school level is definitely making a big difference as they transition up to that college level or in a lot of cases now, right, you see some sports where athletes go straight from high school and they go to the pros. So again, the more we can prepare them at a younger level, the better position they're going to be in when they transfer up to those higher levels of play Um kind of depending on their their sports there. So I was there for about a year. Um met another great dietitian. Uh his name is Matt Frakes, Doctor Matt Frakes. Uh we met in Ohio. You know, we were both kinda on the up up, starting dietitians, working at random jobs, you know, trying to get the bills paid, just kinda in the starts of our career. Um he ended up going to Old Mish for a graduate position, said hey, Called me up, got another spot down here. You know, if, if you want it, let me know. We can have a conversation. We can get it figured out. Boom, got off the phone. Um, the person that I, I worked with underneath there, Dr. Valiant, again, was another great mentor, um, said, hey, if you could be here by this date, you got it. You're good to go. So was able to go down to Old Miss, worked with five different sports there. Again, got another level of education and knowledge um, did one year of doctoral work, which was extremely challenging, um, got to work with the five different sports, again, got to work in another SEC school environment, you know, and instead of working with football this time, you know, I got to work with basketball, and I got to work with golf, and I got to work with softball, and, you know, the one thing she definitely, that still sticks to me to day that she said was, You know, the fact that you can work with multiple sports, right? You can work with big sports, football, baseball, basketball, right? You also now have the knowledge to work with female sports. You have the knowledge to work with sports that may deal with eating disorders. You have the ability to work with sports that are, you know, not your highest sports, right? That are maybe the sports that always kind of get kicked to the side, that always don't get the care and the education and information that they need, right? And and for any nutrition. Um, You know, sports dietitians coming up in the field, the more diverse that you can make yourself and the more types of athletes and the more types of sports you can work with, right? Makes you that utility player, right? Makes you understand the entire ecosystem or the entire environment instead of being just thrown into this area where I'm just the football guy, right? And that's great. Like, if football is your passion and eventually, like, that's the sport that you specifically want to stick with and you want to be with. That's awesome. But if you get to the point where you're going to have to be a director or hold a higher role in the department, but you only ever worked and know how to work with football, but then now you have to work with several other sports, but you've never worked with them. You don't know how the sports work. You don't know the lingo. You don't know how to communicate with those types of athletes, right? Now that makes it very challenging. and makes it a lot more of an uphill battle Whereas if you expose yourself to multiple different types of environments, that now puts you in a position where you can, you know, be able to put yourself in those situations to be able to talk to all those different people. So spent a year there, um, just kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, getting my doctorate wasn't going to be the end-all be-all for me. I was at the position where I, I've, I've gotten lots of internship and graduate assistant position experience um, at multiple different levels, you know, whether it's D2, D1, D3, high school level, um, you know, so I got really encouraged at that point, like, hey, um, you got your credentials, you got some experience, you know, start start applying for, for positions, I think you're in a position where you're ready to kind of take that next step um, in your career, so applied to multiple jobs, um, and then I ended up taking a position where I was for three years um, back in that high school setting, which was IMG Academy. Um, and that was kind of a a huge growth phase for me. Um, as, as a sports dietitian, um, it really set me up in an environment where I was going to have to work with all sorts of different types of sports, all sorts of different types of coaches, different interdisciplinary sports. Um, and it just, allowed me to understand the nuances of what it was going to take to be a dietitian as I keep progressing up through the levels. Again, I had a really good mentorship from the dietitian I worked with, there, Jackie Barkell. And, you know, the one thing that I really miss is is all the different staff members that I got to work with a day-in, day-out basis and, and how much I was able to take and learn from them that essentially I was able to bring into my own practice as a practitioner that made me better at what I did. And I tried to do the same to make hopefully make them better at what they did and allow ourselves to understand each other's disciplines to be able to provide the best possible care that we could for, you know, the athletes that we were working with at the time. And, you know, there you have the highest of level athletes, your four or five star sort of athletes, and then you also have um, you know, situation where you have athletes that make make it to day three or maybe high school sports is the last thing they're gonna do. Um so you get a wider range of, of different backgrounds and environments, um, the culture there. You know They had over 70 different countries and nationalities. Um, so that was another thing I got exposed to, working with you know, athletes that have different preferences and foods and trying to you know, you know, work with our staff and our, our chefs and our cooks to try to, again, meet their needs as well. So it was a really, really awesome experience um, being able to work with them. And then currently, right now, I'm I, I, again. I took another jump, another step in my career, and I, I work at Overtime Elite. Um, Overtime Elite is a basketball academy that works with elite level basketball players, you know, 16 to 19 years old. Um, I've been able to come in this March, and I am uh, running that specific part of our department, which is the nutrition department there. Um, and, and so far, that's been you know a terrific experience, um, allowed me to again take some more steps in. Taking ownership again almost of that of that head role and, and what kind of goes into that, I haven't haven't done that type of role yet. So there's a lot of things that I'm learning and and having to you know improve at and, and learn on the fly. But I think all the experiences that I've had leading up to this point and then also having the opportunity to have all these different mentors and people that I can fall back on, ask questions, talk to if I'm going through something that I'm not sure about. Um, has, has definitely made this transition and this and this process, you know, a lot easier for me. Um, so I, I hope some of this, you know, background about myself, you know, what my path has been, what my journey has been, gives you a little bit of insight into, you know, kind of the passion that I have for what I do in nutrition and the passion that I have for why I want to do this podcast to be able to spread um, information about what each of our disciplines do who we are as a person you know we're not just robots you know for nutrition we're not just somebody who gives someone smoothies and just feeds you food we do a lot more than that and so do all the other professions you know in a performance department we do more than just what our title says or what you just may see externally there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we do on a regular basis that, you know, may go to the wayside or people may not see. Um, And I just want to kind of be able to bring a lot of those things to light to get people to realize whether it's athletes, other staff, other types of professionals, um, to be able to realize that, you know, everyone's in it together. Everyone's in it to help each other and everyone's in it to essentially, again, like I've said multiple times, is to help serve the athlete. We're here to serve them, help them, help them grow and help them develop. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode and I hope that you will continue to listen to the episodes that I have coming up. Um, I have a lot of great guests that I've reached out to that have agreed to be on this, um, to share their stories, to share their experiences. And I hope this will be able to help not only myself through these conversations, because I love to have conversations with people. Um, I think, you know, being behind a phone and and talking and, and texting and emailing. Um, I'd rather go with someone face to face, sit down, have a conversation. I just think there's so much more you can learn by having that interaction and that experience between one another um, that speaks volumes and, and can help more of a broader audience. So that's all I have for now. Again, this is Roots Podcast. Um, make sure you take a listen. And um, there's also going to be a couple things in the show notes, you know, um, as well just for some more information on my bio and some more information on things that we have coming up. See ya.